0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the psg academy usa podcast it is i daniel fenton your host and for those of you that listen you're probably wondering it's been a while did the psg academy usa podcast get binned no it did not we're still here we're thriving and we're gonna move and we've got a big guest today folks we have a proper USL expert today. This guy's a big deal. So I'm just going to introduce him so we could hear his voice more than we could hear mine. It is Mr. VP Joel Nash. Joel Nash, how are you? Welcome to the PSU Academy USA podcast. Hey, Daniel and all
1: the listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Really excited. Also, uh, here in uh, the great sunshine state of Florida. So uh, beautiful weather outside and obviously exciting. Exciting times coming up in the next month or so with, with leads kicking off. So really, really appreciate you having me on and, and excited to be able to talk today.
0: Well, thank you very much for giving us the time. And yeah, that, uh, that weather is cooking out there folks. The sun is great. Yes. We've got no shortage of vitamin D that's for sure. But I'll just say this, Joel, thank goodness for air conditioning because who doggy? um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, Let's, let's learn a little bit more about you. I didn't want to reveal your position in the intro because I wanted to give a little build up to it, you know, because I think people maybe are listening like, Oh, what what, is this? You know, but no, this, this guy, this guy is a big deal. So Joel, could you just tell us, um, like what exactly it is that you do with, with USL? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a little bit, a
1: little bit of news too, um, Recently moved into now senior vice president of youth and pre professional. Uh, we we tried to fit a lot of a lot of things as a lot of us wear you know many hats uh, within this beautiful game, uh, but ultimately you know youth and pre professional. My my primary goal from a executive level is to steer, uh, certainly pertaining to uh, you know PSG Academy USA and uh, FC Miami City. Uh, particularly involved with USL, is to steer our uh, youth and pre-professional leagues from a long-term strategic standpoint on where this wonderful game is growing and making sure uh, we and myself uh, as a company, USL, steer uh, those leagues in a really bright future and in a long-term approach uh, but then uh, you know, most importantly, also on the day to day is building the relationships, maintaining the relationships um, with our club owners and executives that uh, also are involved in helping shape what those what those clubs do. So many hats I am happy to kind of extrapolate further. But, you know, ultimately, I have uh, the accountability and the opportunity to lead USL League 2, which uh, FC Miami City has been in for nearly a decade uh, since 2014. And then uh, we launched and ultimately steer the W League, which is the women's uh, new pre-professional league that kicked off last year. And uh, Your Wonderful Club was one of the founding members, uh, one of 44 founding members last year. And then we have other leagues underneath that. But um, certainly for today, I think the focus is is on USL League 2 and USL W League.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you just saying that, Joel, just – kind of reminds me, I mean, I'm personally a pretty big soccer nerd. uh, So, so I know this, but for the people at home, USL is a pretty big can of worms. So could you just explain like how exactly the pyramid of USL looks like, like if you could explain it to me, like I was a five year old, just trying to get into USL and understanding uh, the landscape of it all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I uh, always like to, to start there anyways, uh, so that we uh, we can kind of get a good grasp of, you know, how exciting the growth of, of the sport is. So, of course, uh, most people know our, our men's and women's national teams, and that's, you know, they, they are run by our federation, U.S. Soccer. Um, now, U.S. Soccer, uh, underneath U.S. Soccer, when it comes to leagues, you know, there are three tiers of professional soccer on the men's side. You have, of course, Major League Soccer in, in what is you know Level 1, Division 1, Tier 1, uh, and then on the men's side, and I'll get into the women's in a second, but to try and make sense of this, on the men's side, USL operates the 2nd Division USL Championship, and then the 3rd Division USL League 1, and then after that is what uh, many, uh, and certainly to try and help make sense on this call, we could call it 4th division. And it it's not professional soccer. The players are the highest level amateur players really in the world. And that is where we're honored to have USL League 2 sit. So it is the highest tier before uh, clubs and ultimately players become professional. Uh, we're extremely excited um, and, and honored really to, to see what that league has been able to do for communities, clubs, players, and and many more people. And then on the women's side, um, it. You know, the game is uh, exploding. I think we all can recognize and celebrate that. And um, I think anybody uh, is excited to be able to be a part of it. On the women's side, you've got uh, NWSL, uh, which recently kicked off in the last couple weeks at the women's professional division one level. And then uh, currently playing, currently operating, there aren't any other women's professional leagues, but Uh, recently, um, USL announced that it will be kicking off the USL Super League in 2024. Uh, We're extremely excited about that. And obviously, more news and details will come in the the coming months uh, around that league as as markets perhaps are even announced. But the USLW League, think of it on the same uh, horizontal plane uh, to try and use a little bit of uh, explanation there as USL League 2. The USLW League also Uh, has the highest level of amateur talent in many ways globally competing in the league that ultimately as players want to become professionals and our clubs obviously operate at the highest level uh, that they can within what we call as USL pre-professional. So USL has more tiers. We have USL Academy, which PSG um, Academy USA competed in even recently. Uh, So we continue to, uh, as an organization, uh, Try and build every single level of soccer in this country, um, which is exciting. And to your <laughs> astute point, uh, there's a lot to it. Um, but hopefully, that gave a little bit of uh, explanation and clarity on and all the different areas that USL taps into.
0: Yeah, it just it seems like a really long uh, link chain, and it's, it's super fascinating to see from from up close and personal because it literally is. I mean, I, I don't wish to just you know use the the USL two. Um, um, mantra, but it is literally a path to pro and it, it, it exists on both sides because obviously working at the PSG Academy, I see these players that are you know putting around for PSG Academy competitive teams. Then they go to our, our more uh, professional PSG Academy pro team where the level is just a little bit higher. And then they get obviously to participate in things like the USL Academy Cup, which was an incredible event in Tampa just uh, last week. And then from there, they could play for FC Miami city in USL league two or USLW. Um, and yeah, it's, it literally is a path to pro that's there. And it's super fascinating. And it's just such a, yeah, like I said, it's such a big can of worms that could be a little overwhelming at first, I think to somebody that's trying to first get into it, but it is a foolproof sort of nice, nicely paved sidewalk to the professional level. So long as you have the mentality and ability to get there. So Joe, we've had some recent success, as- actually, with the USLW team in particular, and to some who watched us last season, maybe that doesn't come as much of a surprise, because we had a very good campaign undefeated in the regular season, and then, obviously, knocked out to eventual champions. So, we've had some players go professional, actually, sign professional contracts, but then, along with that, too, we had our superstar goalkeeper, Curly Fuse, play for the Haitian national team that just qualified for the 2023 Women's World Cup. So that's a super big deal for us. And it just shows, Joel, how foolproof the system of USL actually is.
1: Yeah, man. And what I really uh, enjoy, as much as I do like to help set the stage uh, to be able to celebrate successes uh, that that you, know, you just described... You know, it it helps to set the stage of uh, the the different layers and tiers of USL. But most exciting and why I love getting on and being able to talk with you today is kind of talking through the lens of, of specific clubs. And our job as an organization is to create these platforms that serve as stepping stones if we're talking through the lens of a player that allow them to progress as far as they can in their career through one club. Um, I think that's where uh, the game is continuing to evolve and, and the benefit that a, that an organization like PSG and and now with the USL specific brands of uh, FC Miami City. So I think the incredible success that, uh, first of all, the commitment to even be part of the inaugural season in the W League is a success in and of itself. and. We all know, uh, as beautiful as this sport is, sometimes the results on the field don't always go our way. Uh, But thankfully, to your point, an undefeated regular season and um, playing against the best team that competed last year and won the whole thing in South Georgia Tormenta, uh, you know, was a success. Uh, far greater than than many uh, might have expected. But behind the scenes, you had players that moved on, whether they continued to star in collegiate roles, whether they uh, moved on to professional careers both in the U.S. or in Europe. But then even representing uh, a a country is the epitome and kind of the pinnacle of what any player hopes to achieve. I mean, uh, certainly being able to then step into uh, representing a country at the World Cup, uh, this it, it, it's kind of a surreal moment for you and I to be talking about uh, abilities or opportunities uh, that a player can be given and it can be achieved through through a club uh, like FC Miami City and obviously with the PSG Academy USA underneath it.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, and, and it is so fulfilling to see. Just these, you know, super talented women that I've been watching pretty frequently in training, and just how hard they're working at it. And it's so nice that it's not, it's not impossible for them to get to play at this highest level. And it just shows, I think, too, how respected USLW uh, actually is, in particular, because you know, getting a call up to a national team in a set of crucial World Cup qualifiers is, I mean, is is pretty incredible. And then I'd be remiss as well. To not, uh, to not mention uh, Barbara Barbara Murillo, because we've got a superstar defender who also just got a professional move away to, to Europe and Austria. And, I mean, she's the captain of her national team, Honduras. So, I mean, it's this is incredible. The USLW League is genuinely at such a high level, although it's a pre-professional one. So, Joel, do you think, I mean, obviously, a big part of all of this is to help these women and men on the other side get the exposure, but is it also to help them sort of develop and give them the tools necessary to help them reach these professional and super high levels, such as playing for their national team?
1: You know, uh, Daniel, it's a great point. You know, when we we started the development of the W League back in 2018, um, and the the length of time it took, obviously, we we had. All of us are very aware across the entire globe of the impact of the pandemic, um, but we started the development of, of W League in 2018 when we recognized you know, the continued growth and really, I'll use exponential growth of the women's game. And as USL uh, grew ever confident in our ability to, again, operate leagues, support clubs, in who are the real, we'll call it organizational heroes, of giving these players platforms to develop. Uh, We knew it was not only a no-brainer, but it was actually really more of a a duty for us to be really entrenched uh, once again. uh, For some quick history, we operated a very similar name, uh, but formerly the W League, for over two decades from the mid-'90s until 2015, um, and we took a step back for a couple of years and then uh, really reinvigorated the launch of the league. And obviously, again, last year kicked off and long-winded answer to say uh, the talent. Again, both, both young ladies, uh, women that you mentioned uh, from Honduras and Haiti uh, found their way to compete in the U.S. And the talent that is in the U.S., obviously, we're excited and always um, honored around uh, the American uh, women that are competing, but ultimately it's a global game, and the international talent, particularly in Miami, right in South Florida, uh, from Latin American, Caribbean, South American, uh, you know nationalities, is is exceptional. And so, for us to be able to create a league, for us to have organizations like FC Miami City exist in USL, but then pair that with the launch of the W League, that was where we really were uh, not only excited, but also expectant that talent would be given that opportunity to showcase themselves. And you, as one singular team, already have two and many more I'm sure we could unpack, but two incredible examples of young women using the platform of the W League to develop, and I'll get into that word here in a second, but to give themselves an opportunity to represent their countries, even at the highest of levels, and move on to professional careers. And that's what these young women deserve, to be able to play a sport at the highest level and be able to create a career from that. Um, And where the W League is unique is the word development. And I was, quite frankly, having a conversation with a colleague about this yesterday you know, while the W League season is a two and a half, three month season, when it's all said and done, uh, when it comes to the level and the age that these players are at, it's sometimes less, while development typically thinks of a long term, you know, from very young youth player all the way up, that's also development. But in many cases, the league is a showcase league that puts players against the very best. And it's, Uh, in many ways, a shop window for them to excel. And we know then national teams and professional clubs look at that and say, wow, this player is ready to step into this environment. And so for us, we also see that as development where we're giving them that opportunity. You all as clubs, most importantly, are giving them that opportunity and the players are taking it. And those are the type of uh, successes that, quite frankly, we were hoping, but weren't necessarily expecting to happen so quickly. Uh, But that's a a testament to the women's game in general, our clubs, these players at proving how much talent there is. And and again, we're just excited to keep uh, watching, you know, watching all of these incredible stories come to life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's incredible to witness firsthand. And I mean, it it just, you, you just look at the entire landscape. I could really only speak super concrete for FC Miami city. I mean, our coaches are, are UEFA licensed, you know? I mean, these are, these are super high level coaches and they're coming to the United States maybe to experience something a little bit different, a little more international, a different flavor of soccer. And they're implementing their top class beliefs and talents on the sideline to help these uh, young players grow. And then when you incorporate the system of USL in with it as well, and the, just opportunities at hand. I mean, when you watch a USL League 2 game or USLW game or even USL League 1 or USL, you're going to have a good time watching it because the players on display are extremely talented because you do have to realize that on most occasion, these players have to go through a pretty rigorous uh, set of tryouts where they're competing against some of the best um, players from that particular area. And I wanted to touch on this a little bit, Joel, because... One of the things that I think is the most interesting and fascinating about USLW and USL2 in particular, I think this sort of pertains to USL1 as well, but I feel like it's more um, applicable to, to W and 2. I love seeing the um, maybe smaller cities that you've never, I mean, you know, Miami is a, is a gigantic city, one of the biggest in the United States. But then when you're going up against, you know, for example, Tormenta, who's from Statesboro, Georgia. I mean, I don't even Absolutely. know. If it's from Georgia I mean, I, I think it's pretty incredible. So could you just touch a little bit on before we swing it back towards FC Miami city? Um, how much of yeah. an impact do you think it makes to have soccer in these sort of smaller markets?
1: Daniel, it's such a, for me, a passionate, um, and it, you know, just a great topic where I think that's, uh, while we're excited and confident about a lot of the, the the values that we uh at usl try and bring to the game of soccer i think this is for me even personally one of the more um just incredible opportunities that we have um and that thankfully we're we're accomplishing and again it, it's the, a testament to those in those communities so i'm actually originally from uh, a southern small community in the state of alabama i grew up in alabama and then i moved away to play soccer and had a lot of cool opportunities Uh, And So while the state isn't necessarily small, but from a soccer standpoint, it's not always known. And that personal passion is something that fuels what we are uh, hoping to achieve every day, where you bring up uh, South Georgia Tormenta, Statesboro, uh, an incredible, uh, and it all comes down from uh, Darren and Nitra Van Tassel, the club's primary owners who truly saw a vision of what they could achieve in a market They didn't think they had to move whether that be to another or the nearest uh, you know major metropolis of Atlanta or Jacksonville or up in the Carolinas, they said we know there's an opportunity of what this beautiful sport can do for this greater southern South um, South Georgia uh, community. And not only did they also join in the inaugural year of the W League. Uh, they were an inaugural member in USL League One, and what an incredible testament last year, where they went on as probably the smallest community in the W League to go win that league. They even had proving what they've built. They went on to win USL League One at the men's Division Three professional level. So, what an incredible testament um, to what you're talking about, where the the sport is growing in such incredible ways that, yes. Miami, Atlanta, Orlando, just to kind of name some more southern, southeastern areas. um, There obviously has been a long history of a lot of talent. Part of that simply by how big those communities and cities are. But to be able to watch the game grow in a small community that most importantly, now there's an opportunity for a, a 10, 11, 12 year old young boy or girl to Recognize in their own hometown, home community, that they have an opportunity to create a unique life for themselves and just pursue a dream, which we know transcends into. Um, they're just it, it helps change their lives. So um, I know that was a lot and, and very passionate. I'm so glad you brought it up because it's such a cool story to be able to talk about. And again, I think it's also an excitement for all of us involved in the game to realize where this sport of soccer is continuing to to grow and where we know. And I'm certainly hopeful uh, where it'll where it'll become in the, you know, in the coming years.
0: No, that's exactly the answer that I was hoping for, Joel, because I, I, too, I'm not from a tiny town, but I am from Sarasota. And obviously they just got a USL League Two team. So it'll be really yeah. cool to see kids that I potentially may have even gone to you know, school with lining up with uh, Sarasota Paradise to take on FC Miami City in the PSG Academy Stadium. I mean, it's, 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 it's such an incredible thing. And that's, that's one of my favorite things about uh, USL League 2 and USLW. And obviously, it doesn't really apply much for FC Miami City, apart from the fact that we will maybe have those players from smaller markets come and try out for us because obviously it's, it's, you know, it's a bigger city and, uh, more opportunity, whatnot, but I think it's definitely a discussion worth having. And then along with that, obviously that adds a ton of value in and of itself, but what exactly is there about USLW and USL league two that makes it such a good decision for an aspiring professional? What sort of sets it apart from the rest of, uh, of the other opportunities out there, I guess you could yeah. say. Uh,
1: you know, I think it, it's uh, there, there's a couple fold, and obviously, um, you know, there there are plenty of leagues that are doing incredible jobs and uh, giving uh, you know a ton of opportunities to players, and, and so I, I want to respect and appreciate um, the entire landscape that perhaps lead to and W League fit in. We obviously are extremely confident. Uh, in the level of standard and the level of support we try and bring as a league uh, and ultimately the types of organizations we want to work with and our members within this league. And I think when you start at the organization of of USL level uh, and you go then down into uh, an organization like FC Miami City, both the European Connection, the Connection and the Academy with PSG Academy USA, I think that begins to represent why it is the right location or the right opportunity again whether that be league two on the men's side or the w league on the women's side for players to choose either of those leagues because they know that they're part of an organization that will bring in incredible coaching talent whether that be american domestic talent or european talent or across the globe these players know they're going into an environment that while it might not be For if they're just coming in for a League Two team or W League team. They might be there for three, four months. Uh, The level of professionalism from stadium, from coaching, from most importantly, the opponent and their own teammates, that's what a player needs. They need to go in and understand that if I uh, step up and perform to the extent of my ability, then I will be properly represented, right, and I'll have professional opportunities. We know, of course, it's still an incredible jump, which is a testament to those that that make it. It's an incredible jump to move from these leagues into professional, but for the level and uh, the amount of examples we've already seen in the recent time in history of the W League and the longstanding history of League Two, um, I think it's the facts and figures, just to throw an easy one out there. Obviously, we all watched the World Cup uh, uh, in the winter time, and out of the twenty six. Uh, men that were on the squad for the U.S. men's national team at the World Cup. Eight of those were USL League Two alumni. So that that's just an incredible testament to that, the, the history is. of that league. Obviously, we've got the Women's World Cup coming up this summer. We've already talked about at least one player representing. And this is still such a young historical um, kind of time period for the W League. We're just excited for using these tentpole moments. And these are the highest of high, right, in terms of World Cup squads and rosters. Uh, But to even already have some of those examples, even from a tiny nation like Haiti, what an incredible opportunity to show that that player, this woman, uh, might not have been able to recognize that opportunity, being here in the US, pursuing perhaps collegiate career or playing career or both, uh, to still be able to utilize the W League, Uh, as a launching pad. Um, And so that that's really the the launching pad is the word. And what goes into the launching pad is all those elements I talked about that could be
0: encompassed under professionalism. That's what we're excited about. Yeah, I think that professionalism and and just how it's it's such a it's such a serious pyramid. You know, I mean, it's it's just starting out, but it, it doesn't matter because you look at all the teams from around every league and just They've got social media followings, for example. They've got a thousand fans coming to their stadium, even though they were just created. These are serious teams that are serious about developing players and serious about winning on the field, which is obviously a, a big deal for the players because the more you win, the more confidence you get, the more you, the more you learn, and the higher level you could uh, um, achieve. So, I want to take it a little bit back to FC Miami City as we sort of call yeah. it to a. Uh, to a close, um, we've we've talked about us here on and on uh, on and off today, but I wanted to really hammer home that sort of connection that we have to the PSG academy, um, and just wanted to sort of ask you your opinion on it. I mean, how much of an impact do you think playing for a a top class academy like PSG has? Uh, like the PSG Academy has for a, you know, a player about to venture into USLW or USL League two. And how foolproof of a system do you sort of think it is to just have that player be fully immersed in top class soccer from a super young age?
1: Yeah. It, and I'll be honest. It's a, a great question. A complex one, um, you know, in that part of, I think what we were just talking about in kind of the previous topic professionalism level of facility, you know, you all have some of the best facilities uh, in the entire state, you know, certainly South Florida, um, you know, for a young player, I think most importantly, and, you know, we have talked a lot about serious uh, positives, you know, things like playing for world cup. These are lifetime achievements. Ultimately, as a, you know, depending on the age of a player, you want them to keep their, you know, keep the joy, Of why they played the sport. And yes, as uh, careers continue and players are seeking higher and higher opportunities, there's a level of seriousness that also reminds you of why you love the sport. It's that, I I would say, almost unique balance of trying to strive for something and achieve something also brings so much uh, joy and opportunity because you know you are giving every ounce of your ability. And you then, as a player, want to know that if you do that there are administrators, all the people that work at PSG Academy USA that help make the experience by these players and families uh, as professional as they can be from again we've talked about facilities, coaching staff we talked about that so it, it's a holistic environment and the you know the investment uh, and the European opportunities for players as well whether it be experiential for them to go through the Academy and be able to uh, perhaps have opportunities to experience what the game is uh, overseas and in Europe to even professional opportunities, as we've already talked about. I think that's something that we hope and certainly FC Miami city and and PSG Academy, what you all have delivered um, day in, day out. And I'm not saying it just because I'm on you all's podcast. It's a, it, it's really a non-negotiable for us to have a member club in our organization, certainly one that wants to develop young players and give them that full career pathway to then for the select few that certainly create that opportunity to even move into a league Two and a W league level, which for many would be an incredible achievement as a player, if that was the highest level they ever achieved. And then again, for those that uh, are truly uh, exceptional, can move on to a professional and even international uh, career. I think all that stuff, there's not one kind of perfect uh, silver bullet that says that's exactly why you should, you know, you, you should choose, uh, a, you know, an organization like you all. I think it's everything that goes into, into what you all bring to the table that uh, for us is something you know, we're appreciative of uh, that you all are doing on the day to day.
0: Well, thank you. We appreciate you uh, you, you giving us a home to do it. And I mean, I, I love USL2 and USLW, all the people involved with you guys. It's it's an incredible team with a number of incredible teams attached to it. It's just, it's a beautiful tree of soccer. And uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't had the chance to ever tune into a USL League 2 or USLW team, because I know most people by now have really watched a USL or USL League 1 game at the very least. Um check them out. You will be impressed by the quality on display. And they are just so entertaining, genuinely. Um, So Joel, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. I've got three quick fire questions for you. Um, And then the way we always like to wrap up the show is uh, three more quick fire sort of personal questions. Um, So let's, let's go with the ones more uh, attached to the league. So first thing I want to ask, we've been talking for 30 minutes about, what USL2 is, what the USLW is all about. But I feel like we've sort of been talking about the here and now. What are the sort of long-term ambitions of each league? And then I guess you could sort of uh, blossom your answer into the rest of the USL pyramid as well.
1: Yeah. Good one. I'll quick fire question. Might not always bring a quick fire answer. I'll do my best. Uh, I know we're running, running up on time. Um, I think, being that League Two on the men's side is uh, already part of a ever-growing but well-developed pyramid just within USL. Two men's professional leagues up above it, USL Academy, and even Super Wild League down below it. Uh, the, the goal of the league is to make sure that it is the most important bridge for players, coaches, staff, and even clubs and communities to progress from elite youth to the professional ranks. And the beauty of that is through that pursuit and ultimately the league, League Two being a bridge, that's why it's called Pat the Pro, that many more people will just fall in love with the game or maintain their love for a game. We want to see a player move into a front office executive role because they saw what it takes to run a club behind the scenes. Obviously, we want players to go pro, uh, things like that. So uh, it's really continuing to cement the value and making sure that the incredible examples of League Two from players Coaches, we have multiple League Two coaches coaching professional clubs, uh, both domestically and internationally. That's what we want to to watch. Watch League Two continue to be sort of the nervous system of the sport in this country. W League, legitimately, all that I said. But the beauty of the W League and USL's involvement on the women's game is how can we make sure the W League, particularly with our launch of the Super League next year, we want to watch – uh, tenfold W league players move into and be given professional opportunities at the super league because they played and albeit tons of other incredible organizations and opportunities in other leagues, but we want the W league to be uh, an incredible catalyst for the growth and development of the USL super league.
0: Yeah. Exciting things, exciting things ahead. And, and let's hope it continues because honestly, the trajectory has just been been nothing but upwards. I love that. I scroll on my feed and I just see more and more, you know, whether it be USL2 or USLW players getting a professional move or a new team being added. Because that's another element that we haven't even had the time to discuss today is these these leagues are absolutely gigantic, you know? So, I mean, it's like literally covering every... Possible more. I mean, not, not yet, but I mean, I could eventually see it covering every single market in the United States because it's just such an enormous division. Um, yeah. So, so we've talked about what the long-term goal is, what the immediate goal is, but then just from more of a, I guess, entertainment, uh, standpoint, because that is an important part of soccer for sure. I'm sure that's why you and I are both into it because it's a heck of a fun sport to watch. Um, Absolutely. What are you most excited for, uh, going into the season or the, and are there any like rivalries matchups that you're looking forward to the most?
1: Well, I'll keep it a little bit more here and now. And, and, um, you know, we, we were able to, for the W league, uh, grow with a new club in the Palm city, Americanas up on kind of the, um, St. Port, you know, Port St. Lucie, St. Lucie County area, uh, while it's not, you know, in your own backyard, uh, that'll be a new club that we're excited to, to watch, you know, join, uh, the W League Southeast division, uh, which, you know, for us trying to watch who becomes rivals, who grows and, and further entrenches their rivalries, uh, those are always fun. And that kind of taps into that question about, uh, Putting more soccer in these communities um, and building it through the clubs that and, and the visionaries that that see that opportunity, I think similarly, uh, but really exciting on League Two. This is the first year that we've actually split a northern division and a southern division within the state of Florida. So you're going to have even more uh, more rivalries. Of course, you've got the likes of Weston and Miami AC on the men's side that are very very local. Uh, you'll be able to uh, the the club will be competing on the men's League Two side against sarasota paradise an incredibly exciting uh happens also like you said be your own hometown uh so that'll be a more cross-state rivalry but we're excited to welcome them and they're doing some really really cool things have an incredible brand that uh epitomizes what that what that community is so um, i think the rivalry is for us because i will never tell you uh nor do i have any favorites uh to go win the league and things like that we you know specifically enjoy the rivalries uh, that, that, again, kind of tap into why we're all fans of the game.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Totally agree. And I'm just – I'm telling you, man, there's nothing like a down south soccer rivalry. It just hits differently, man. It's got a little (laughs) spice on it, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then this, this one is, this is a quick, nice, easy one, to sort of just to plug all the leagues because we want people to watch them. I honestly, if you haven't watched any of them, I don't know what you're doing at this point. You are really missing out because these are good fun to watch from USL to USLE2 and USLW. Amazing. It's amazing. Even, even tuning in to, to catch some, some USL Academy, uh, cup coverage. If you, if you see it on your story, whatnot, I mean, it's It's amazing the quality. I mean, you could watch, for example, yeah. I mean, you watch, for example, on the USL Academy Cup, the thirteen-year-olds play. And Joel, I'm telling you, what some of these thirteen-year-olds are doing, I could never, I could never do it even now. So the 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 talent is incredible on the pyramid. So where can people go to watch USL coverage?
1: Yeah, well, I would truly, uh, first of all, say get out physically to a game. Um, The particularly in League Two and W League, uh, there's I think we all know this, there's nothing quite like showing up to a match watching raw talent. And I say raw in that we absolutely know there are multiple, even in any specific game, multiple future professionals playing in that game. And yet these games are so accessible where you're closer to the action. If you have young kids or you're a young kid, they can usually you know, meet some players after the game, get some autographs, and that really uh, is you know what we want to... Uh, excuse me, have these leagues uh, epitomized and embodied. So get out to a game physically. If you're not there or you're not able to, um, we will be coming out with uh, news literally in the coming weeks. So make sure you check out uh, all the different social and and web pages for FC Miami city and PSG Academy, but ultimately the league uh, websites and social handles for league two and W we're going to be announcing uh, where clubs uh, can um, well, ultimately where fans can tune in uh, to watch these leagues games, but they will be made available uh, online for, for the clubs that are able and, and choose to stream. But I really, I really do uh, believe getting out to an in-person game where uh, you can get the true sense of what the, the real talent on the field is. That, that would be uh, something that we are always encouraged by. And even us locally here in Tampa, Florida, we try and get out to as many games as we can, whether locally or even across the country of traveling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more with that. There is nothing like going to see soccer in person. And hey, who knows, Joe? maybe we'll see you down in South Florida this season. I hope we do. I plan on um, it. Awesome. And yeah, we've got some super exciting plans for FC Miami City in particular. Not sure how much detail I can go into about them, to be honest, folks. So I'm going to not say anything yet. But just uh, I'll say this, be excited because there's some super, super cool stuff coming for FC Miami City, this USLW and USL League 2 season. Joel, we like to wrap it up making it a little bit more personal because we've been talking to you all day long about your professional life, whatnot. So this is sort of like getting into the brain of Mr. Joel Nash, right? And I just kind of want to see your authentic sort of answers to these three quick questions, and uh, then, then we'll wrap it up. It's been a sensational podcast Can't say I'm surprised, to be honest. But without further ado, (laughs) first one is uh, advice to players. Now, obviously, we've been talking about USLW, USL2, more than anyone, FC Miami City and the PSG Academy. But I'm talking about all players in the USL pyramid. What advice do you have for them? I would say live with your soccer ball. Um, <laughs>
1: as somebody, you know, look in the end, um, I, whether it be my entire life, um, I, I really am honored and blessed to, to have such a passion for this sport, uh, that I now get to, you know, make a, make a career of it. Um, and one that I, I just honored every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think soak up as much uh, of the sport, soccer, football, whatever you, you, whatever you call it, um, if you're a player and you have dreams of playing, uh, the work you do by yourself on your own, where it's you and the ball or you and your friends in the ball, um, is, is everything. And I think through that, you also learn to just appreciate and enjoy uh, every aspect of, of the sport as a fan as well. You know, follow your teams, uh, watch your favorite players, um, engulf yourself in the sport as much as possible. Because again, whether you actually get to do it, for a living as a player. And what an incredible opportunity for those that get to, but you never know, especially as a sport grows, whether you'll get to uh, be in a position like you're in, Daniel, right? Uh, marketing and, and showcasing what PSG Academy and FC Miami City do, where you get to run and even maybe own your own club. Uh, pursue those dreams through the sport uh, because it really will uh, continue to open up and it, it's, it's such a fulfilling opportunity. Um, so that, that would be my, my best
0: advice. Right. Yeah. And and then um, this one is we usually involve this one more about PSG Academy discussions, but I still feel like it applies because you can't ignore parents in um, in the young athletes journey. So what sort of advice do you have for maybe some of the parents of of these younger players? Because obviously a pretty hefty chunk of W and two players in particular are young college kids.
1: Wow. Great question. Uh, and I'll, I'll do a PSA. I am not a parent. Um, so, uh, my, my advice, perhaps maybe this is a good thing, right? Because I'm not in it, uh, on the day to day. Um, I think, and it really does piggyback off of, um, the, the answer I just gave. Look, there's a lot of complexity. There can be uh, a sense of overwhelming uh, aspects to a parent trying to guide their their children uh, through the sport and give them the best opportunity. Um, And so I don't want to speak anything specifically about how much pressure or not pressure. I think you uh, watch and and love your kids uh, and and just foster their love for the game. Obviously, I'll, I'll leave that to that. But I think lean in on asking whichever club you're with for obviously the, the most listeners on here, lean in to ask staff leadership coaches at PSG Academy for the young ones and those that uh, perhaps have the kids at the age that are competing at league two and W through FC Miami city, lean in and ask, um, you know, what, what is good advice to continue to do for, for your players. So lean in on the experts and um, lean in on those that are working with the players day in day out and, and truly have shown, you um, a desire to care for the kids, not just as players, but as human beings. Uh, That's so important nowadays and recognizing how much pressure, particularly there are on these lead two and W players who are at the pinnacles of their career. They're going through a lot. Um, And so making sure that, um, you know, these, these parents are able uh, to be given advice. So lean in on, on the clubs uh, that you're with.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. I think. Speaking of advice, what advice do you have for yourself, Joel? Uh,
1: <laughs> you got me with a curveball. I like that. Um, <laughs> you know, they're working truly more behind the scenes in a role like I have. Um, I'm really honored to work with the most incredible people on the day-to-day here at USL and in particularly our clubs from team owners all the way down to to even you know coaching staff and day-to-day uh, employees, I think those, the advice is continuing to foster those relationships because I feed off of the joy I can bring other people around what we get to do in the game, but also watch uh, the, the joy that others have, uh, which again, I've used that term joy and excitement and enjoyment um, is something that um, it, I need to make sure I remind myself because we do, those of us work more quote unquote, behind the scenes, it's a lot of work and a lot goes into making sure that the sport itself is fostered and grown uh, like uh, like it deserves. And it can be a lot of work, uh, a lot of hours. But thankfully, again, I get to wake up every day and work in the beautiful game. So the advice for me is making sure I continue to pinch myself and realize, um, you know, in many ways, this is a dream come true and one that uh, I have a duty and yet an honor to, to make sure we foster the game, um, you know, as best as we can.
0: Absolutely. I, I'm going to give that same advice to myself because, yeah, it could be it's an intense industry on and off the field, folks. But we're so lucky and happy to be a part of it because it is a dream come true. You wake up every morning and you're just like, I can't believe I'm going to, you know, to go work in soccer today. And, and you absolutely. say that to yourself every single day. Um, absolutely brilliant. Joel, it's been a great podcast. Thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate your time. Um, we have learned so much today. Holy cow. And it's that that's that's what we try to do here at the PSG Academy USA podcast is we wanna educate the people. And we did that brilliantly today, I think. So if you didn't know about USO coming into it, I bet you do now and I bet you're gonna tune into some of it this season because Joel sold it pretty dang well. Um so yeah great podcast. Uh, Follow us on all of our socials. We have a lot of them. We've got PSG Academy USA. We've got PSG Academy Miami. PSG Academy Pro USA. Obviously, I'd be remiss not to uh, mention FC Miami City. That's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the places you can find them. YouTube, TikTok. Um, And yeah, leave us a review, folks. Unless you hated the podcast and don't say anything. No. Um, Leave us a review, an honest one. We could take all the feedback. Um, And I guess we will see you next time. Joel, thanks as ever. Did you want to uh, mention anything just before we, we closed out the show? Any quick shout outs to anything?
1: Well, Daniel, thank you for, uh, for wanting to uh, bring me on. I appreciate the time, love being able to talk about um, most importantly, the successes by so many of those that are doing incredible work in the game. So I really appreciate your time and look forward to um, trying to get down to uh, some FC Miami city games this year and uh, be able to uh, enjoy the incredible soccer on and off the pitch. Thank you so much again.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. And um I usually end this show by saying, Au revoir, but I was told by our sales um, manager that I sound like an American French teacher. Um, so she said, you need to just say, Au revoir. so ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We will see you on the next one. Au revoir.